The Believer's Walk of Faith is paid for by Bill Winston Ministries partners and viewers. Well, hello, I have written a new book. It's called Revelation of Royalty. Now this book was written because many Christians have not been receiving the divine inheritance because they really don't know their identity in Christ Jesus. They really don't know who they are. I'm talking about in the eyes of God, not talking about uh, your relatives or, or the boss man or whatever, but who you are in the eyes of God because your image affects everything. It affects how high you climb. It affects how rich you become. It affects all of that. And nobody really can affect that but you. Now, what we do is we allow other people to call us names or put us in certain positions, and we take on that identity. But God is telling you who you really are. He sees you as royalty. He sees you as one of His family. It is the richest and wealthiest family that has ever been known uh, to mankind. You are in that family if you're born again. Now, this book will help you. It'll help you identify who you are, what you have, and how to get it. We have been missing out on our inheritance, and that's wrong. We want you to get what God says is yours. The first step to it, change your image. Go and understand who God says you are and be that. Praise God. Well, this is Bill Winston saying we love you and keep walking by faith. Up next on the Believer's Walk of Faith. He has made it so that the same way God created the earth is the same way you're going to manage it. With words. Whosoever shall what? Say to this mountain. Doesn't make any difference how big it is. You're going to remove it. So it took one man to lose the earth and one man to get it back. And the man that came to get it back had to be one without sin. And so he came and God sent his only son, Jesus Christ, and he came and got it all back. Now, now he did that. We are now go back to the dominion mandate or the Eden mandate, which God had given Adam, because this is the way now we are designed. Once you and I get born again, the Bible considers us a new race and that you and I, he designed us to be rulers over everything in this earth. We are designed to be rulers over everything in this earth. And the earth is our designated territory. The earth is our designated territory. Now, the other thing is that in 2 Kings and chapter 22, and Hilkiah, the high priest, said unto Saphon, the scribe, I have found the book of the law in the house of the Lord. And Hilkiah gave the book to Shaphan, and he read it. And Shaphan, the scribe, showed the king 
saying, Hilkiah the priest has delivered me a book. And Shaphan read it before the king. And it came to pass when the king had heard the words of the book of the law that he rent his clothes. I want to stop right there. Now, what does it mean he rent his clothes? Okay. But he, he eventually repented for the nation. I think he called for a fast because he saw how, how much that of, of what they were doing was wrong. He, he saw that I'm reading in the book the way we should be acting. And this is not happening. So one of the things he went after is he went after some of those idolatrous priests and slayed them. Why? Because they were responsible for dispensing the word of God. And this is one thing happened when I got born again. I didn't, I didn't get born again. Um, I, when I got born again, I wanted to know the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. Because I'd seen people born again and fighting it. You know, husband and wife. I, I've seen people born again and broke. See, born again sick. I, I said, wait, wait, wait. Okay, now what's different with me being born again? Because that's supposed to be a difference between me. See, I, I knew that much. And what happens when you leave the book, you leave faith. Because the only source of faith is the word of God. The only source. So that left the book. So it's a lot of what's going on in the church today. They left the book. And because they've left the book, they've substituted entertainment for the anointing. And that's where they try to attract people. There's always got to be some scheme every so often to keep people coming. Don't shout me down because I'm preaching good. And this idea of him, Josiah, he was prophesied back in 1 Kings chapter 13 when the prophet came and how Israel was doing all kinds of stuff and, and, and the prophet came and, 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 and tore down that altar and so forth and so on and said, hey, there's one coming named Josiah. And he's going to set some things in order. And so when you don't have faith, remember when the woman had an issue of blood, 12 years, 
She'd gone to many physicians, nothing better, but rather do worse, and she heard about Jesus. And she said, you know, if I can touch his clothes, and what did she hear about him? I'm sure she heard he was the Messiah. He was the anointed one. He healed and delivered and saved, so forth and so on. He, I'm sure she heard all that. But she said, if I can just touch his clothes, I shall be whole. So the Bible says she pressed her way. You got to press your way to get to the anointing sometimes. Because there's a bunch of folks around there that don't, ain't, don't do nothing but block it away. And so she touched it and virtue, the Bible says, flowed out of him. And he felt in his body that, she felt in her body that she was healed of that plague. But he felt the virtue. And he said, now who touched me? And they said, Master, all these people touching you. He said, no, no. Watch this. Faith just touched me. You see what I'm saying? And what happened? The, immediately this thing left. She sat down, told him all the truth. And then he said to her, daughter, thy faith, come on, has made thee whole. Well, where did her faith come from? From hearing. So if you don't hear, there is no faith. And if there is no faith, there's no flow. Come on, help me now. There's no power. There's no anointing. So no wonder it's just a place where people come if they have time, come on Sunday, hear a nice Sunday sermon, go out, same thing happening in their life and been happening for years, same thing going on because nothing changed because there's no power. There's no power because somehow the faith is missing. Somehow the faith is missing because of the book. Are y'all with me? And it's amazing how people have left the book. I mean, here's the first thing happened with Noah. So here comes God. He finds Noah. And then he says, Noah, listen, I'm going to use you. And I'm going to use you as seed to preserve humanity. So I'm going to take you and your family. So he did. And he gave Noah instructions on building the ark. Y'all remember that? He said, all right, I want you to make this 36 cubits long and get oak pregnant and take this and get some other kind of wood and make this, so forth, so forth. So Noah just did what God said. And when the flood came, the, the, the ark that Noah built stayed afloat. Now, suppose Noah had used his own thinking. Well, let's see, boss man said, dude, take 38 cubits, but not I'm going to take 23 because I don't have that much lumber on this side right over here. I doubt whether it would have made it for the length of time that the flood was on. See, it may have started out, but it didn't make it. Why? Because it deviated from the pattern that God has set up. The pattern is in this book. And I'm telling you what he did. He read and saw how we had deviated from the pattern. And if we come back to the pattern, we'll have Bible power. That's all. That's it. Hey, I can't make it any plainer than that. So I don't want to start out with that because that's what we're going to kind of center, center in on, on this time. Now, why do you want power? Look at Psalms chapter 66, please. Psalms chapter 66. 
Why do I want power? Glory to God. What do I need with power? He says, make a joyful noise unto God, unto God, all ye lands. Sing forth the honor of his name and make his praise glorious. Say unto God, how terrible art thou in thy works. Through the greatness of thy power shall thy enemies submit themselves unto thee. Now the devil is not going to submit to anything but power. Not anything but power. If somebody's demon possessed, they're going to need some power. If you're going to go into a neighborhood and, and, and get it straightened out, you're going to have to have some power. And the church has been given the power. He said, now I'm going to give you the power. Look what he says. Let me go to another scripture. Look what he says over here in Luke and Luke chapter 24. And he says this, and I'll look at verse 49, Luke 24 and verse 49. And behold, I send the promise of my father upon you, but tarry ye in the city of Jerusalem now until you've been dued with power from on high. Don't leave here until you get to power. Coming over to Acts. Acts and Acts chapter 1. And look at verse 6. And when they therefore will come together, they ask him saying, Lord, will thou at this time restore the kingdom to Israel? And he said unto them, it's not for you to know the times or the seasons which the Father has put in his own power, but you shall receive what? Power. Miracle working ability. After the Holy Ghost has come upon you and you shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and all Judea and Samaria and to the uttermost parts of the earth. So now don't leave here until you get some power. Now, you're about to see why. Come on over here to Acts chapter 8. Look at verse 5. Then Philip went down to Samaria and preached Christ unto them. And the people with one accord gave heed to those things which Philip spake in hearing, seeing the miracles which he did. And unclean spirits crying with a loud voice came out of many that were possessed by them. And many taken with palsies and with, were lame were healed. And there was great what in the city? Joy. And there was a certain man called Simon, which before time in the same city used what? Sorcery. And bewitched the people of Samaria, giving out that he himself was some great one to whom they all gave heed from the least to the greatest saying, this man is a great power of God. And to him they had regard because that for a long time he had bewitched them with sorceries. But when they believed Philip preaching the things concerning the kingdom of God, and the name of Jesus Christ, they were what? Baptized both men and women. Then Simon himself believed also, and when he was baptized, he continued with Philip and wondered, beholding the what? Miracles and signs which were done. 
And now when the apostles which were at Jerusalem heard that Samaria had received the word of God, they sent unto them Peter and John, who when they were come down, prayed for them that they might receive the who? Holy Ghost. For as yet he was, had, was fallen upon none of them. Only they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Then laid their hands on them and they received what? The Holy Ghost. Now, when Simon saw that through laying out of hands of the apostles' hand, the Holy Ghost was given, he offered them money saying, now give me this power. Verse 20, but Peter said unto him, thou money perish with thee because thou hast thought that the gift of God may be purchased with money. Lord have mercy. Now I want you to see something. I want you to see that first of all, don't leave here till you get the power. Now I'm talking about the book, say the book. And he said, Jesus said to them that you shall receive power after the who? Holy Ghost has come upon you. Can I go there? Then next thing that happened is you see Philip now he's going down to Samaria and he's preaching Christ because he's an evangelist. And so now the people have been bewitched down that way. By what? A counterfeit power. Satanic power. Now he's got the people so the people will do exactly what he says because he's, the, he's the only power they've seen. But here comes Peter. I mean, pardon me, uh, Philip. And Philip comes with more power. Not more, more. He, he's come with more power. And he comes and demonstrates it. They leave Simon, the sorcerer. And he gave heed to Philip to the point that he baptizes him. In one name. And it's all in the book here. Don't, don't be trying to back up on me now. It's all in the book. I'm saying biblical pattern, biblical power. And if we leave that, we're leaving the power so that we cannot convince the world of the God that we serve. Boy, I'm preaching better than I said amen. Next thing you know, they call for Peter and John, apostles, come down. The people were baptized in water, but they had no power. Come on now. He said, don't leave here until you get the power. Say amen to this. And a powerless church is a church without influence. And when you have no influence, it means that the politicians stop by your place last. Because they know you got no influence. And I'm telling you, that's going to change. Because we found the book. He laid hands on them, and when they laid hands on them, the power of God hit them. Hallelujah. 
How do you think I got this building? I had to pray in the Holy Ghost. Why? The Bible says over in uh, 1 Corinthians 14, you can pray in the Spirit. Watch this. And ask for interpretation. So watch this. Where's your citizenship? In heaven. How do I know that? Philippians, put it up. Philippians chapter 3 and verse 20 in the Amplified Translation. But we are citizens of the state, commonwealth, homeland, which is where? In heaven. So we're citizens of heaven. Ambassadors to the earth. 2 Corinthians chapter 5. He says this in verse 20. Now, then you are what? Ambassadors for Christ. So he's going to send you out to the earth to take care of diplomatic business. What are you going to do? Bring every place you go under heaven's government. One more time. Bring every place you go unto heaven's government. Watch this. If you have to struggle, you are in your own strength. One more time. If you have to struggle, you are not in God's strength. Say amen. amen. He has made it so that the same way God created the earth is the same way you're going to manage it. With words. Whosoever shall what? Say to this mountain. Doesn't make any difference how big it is. You're going to remove it. Well, I trust that you were blessed by that powerful message. Now, again, that's understanding the anointing. Now, I'm holding this up because this is a five-part series. And four CDs in here. We give a bonus CD right in this pack here. Now, I'm saying that because the anointing is, it's the most powerful force in this earth. God, the anointing really is, is representing God himself. It's a power of God coming on human flesh to do what only God can do. And many times what happens is if you're led by the Spirit of God, he'll lead you to giants. He'll lead you into an opportunity that's too big for you or, or something that costs too much for you or whatever. Now it's time for that anointing to kick in. So let me share with you one powerful point that we bring out is that the church has been given the power, but we have not seen that power flowing in the church. And as a result of that, the church has had little influence. I think that one of the things that distinguishes the church in the book of Acts is that signs, wonders, and miracles, even when they put Peter in jail, look what happened. All of a sudden, an angel came and got him out. How about Paul in jail? Notice the whole jail shook, every door opened. And so, see, the power of God is coming through that anointing. Here's what one man said. I'll never forget he said it. He said, but if you have biblical pattern, you'll have biblical power. Well, the pattern is the anointing. It's the same thing that Jesus had to do what he did. And he said this over in John chapter 14 and verse 12. He said, Verily I say unto you, He that believeth on me, the works that I do shall he do also, and greater works than these shall he do, because I am going to my Father. Notice, he is saying you're not only going to do what Jesus did, but you're going to do greater works through that anointing. 
So, like I said, one man said, if you have a million dollars in the Bank of New York and you're living in California and you don't know you've got the money, you can die without it. If people have that anointing here available to them and don't know how to use it, they can die without ever being able, ever using it and ever seeing the advantage that the anointing can give to their lives. So it's important that you get this series. Now you say, well, I don't know whether I can afford it. You can't afford not to. It's an investment in your future. You want to make that. Well, this is Bill Winston saying we love you. And until next time, keep walking by faith. Today's series, Understanding the Anointing, is available on CD, MP3, DVD, or MP4. To order in the U.S., call us at 1-800-711-9327 or go online at billwinston.org. In Canada, call us at 844-298-2900 or go online at billwinston.ca. Let this dynamic teaching reveal to you how the burden-removing, yoke-destroying power of the anointing will flow in your life and equip you to do the greater works God has called you to do. Order this must-have series today. Well, hello. I have written a new book. It's called Revelation of Royalty. Now, this book was written because many Christians have not been receiving the divine inheritance because they really don't know their identity in Christ Jesus. They really don't know who they are. I'm talking about in the eyes of God, not talking about uh, your relatives or, or the boss man or whatever, but who you are in the eyes of God because your image affects everything. It affects how high you climb. It affects how rich you become. It affects all of that. And nobody really can affect that but you. Now, what we do is we allow other people to call us names or put us in certain positions, and we take on that identity. But God is telling you who you really are. He sees you as royalty. He sees you as one of His family. It is the richest and wealthiest family that has ever been known uh, to mankind. You are in that family if you're born again. Now, this book will help you. It'll help you identify who you are, what you have, and how to get it. We have been missing out on our inheritance, and that's wrong. We want you to get what God says is yours. The first step to it, change your image. Go and understand who God says you are and be that. Praise God. Well, this is Bill Winston saying we love you and keep walking by faith. Doctors Bill and Veronica Winston are dedicated to seeing lives changed through the power of prayer. Our loving and highly trained prayer ministers are ready to pray and agree with you. We know that prayer can turn around any situation in your life. Contact us by phone at 1-877-543-9443 or submit your prayer request online at billwinston.org forward slash prayer. Follow us on Facebook to join us for our regular live prayer sessions. We want to thank our partners who have made this prayer call center possible. Together, we are transforming lives throughout the world. If you are not a partner, we encourage you to pray about joining us in partnership and be a part of the wonderful work that God is doing through this ministry. We love you and look forward to praying and partnering with you.
The mission of Bill Winston Ministries is to preach the gospel of the kingdom throughout the world. This broadcast has been made available to you through the faithful support of Bill Winston Ministry partners and friends. We invite you to become a partner and join Dr. Bill Winston as he trains believers how to live independent of this world system and have dominion over it. Thank you, Bill Winston Ministry partners and viewers for your continuous support of the Believer's Walk of Faith broadcast. The Believer's Walk of Faith is paid for by Bill Winston Ministries partners and viewers.